Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Podcast, equipping people to live successful Christian lives. We are in our uh, exchange series, and uh, this is the second week of it, and we're so excited about it. And uh, last week we opened up, we talked about it, in that uh, the three points in the exchange was, you know, in uh, a good relationship, it's like a good game of ping pong, we said, right? Because there's the initiating and the reciprocating. We're always serving up something to people. And so, yeah, Yeah. serving up your best, serving up the good stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that was a great point. Good, healthy exchange. And then we said also then, unlike ping pong, Mm -hmm. it's not just about one person winning, right yeah. it's you're on the same team you're in the, you're same, on the same team team yep you're you're there together you're winning together and it's not about slamming it on one another right and walking away yeah. from the relationship and letting it drop and then also we talked about that every exchange is processed in the filter of our hearts so yeah. that's really vital because uh, we spent some time on yeah, that we last did. week. We spent the most time on that one because that's a really deep subject. But you think of it, when we're having an exchange, I'm processing. Yep. And I'm processing through everything I've experienced, all the feels, all the emotions. And it's got to go through that filter of the heart. But the yep. good news is, is Jesus can give us a new heart. Yep. And when we filter it, we can filter it through his word. Yeah. And yeah. Every relationship, really there's filters in wherever the relationship is at between a man and a woman, relationships at work, school, whatever it may be, that we run it through that. So it's so important for the things that have been scripted on our heart. We want to make sure scripture has been scripted on our heart. First and foremost, that's how we process things through healing and health. So today we're excited because uh, we have uh, Pastor Julia and Alec with us. And uh, they're going to come on up and they're going to help us today and they're going to share And so as they come, come on, give them a great big hand clap. And before we do, we want to give a throw out to you a PG warning today. Yeah. Okay, if you have kiddos here, we love them. We have an incredible kids ministry. and uh, But we are going to be talking about some sensitive things that we want to make sure you are comfortable with your child hearing if they choose to stay. But we want to throw that out there just yep. to say, you know what, PG warning parents. Um, we are going to be talking a little bit about um, SEX. And so definitely um, just heads That's up. It. Heads up on that. We want Hey, if there's a place we can discuss that, we want to be able to discuss it in church because yes. God created. Yes. Yeah. Amen so, to that. Awesome. Going to be a good service. Right. I see some kids leaving already. So <laughs> some parents are leaving. They say they can't even handle it either today. So, so yeah. Julie and Alec are going to help us because we're going to do an exchange here right. and uh, back and forth on the ping pong table. So we need to pull it up here and uh, let's grab our paddles because they're going to help us out. There we go. Yep. All right. Let me get this out here because we talked about a good, healthy exchange okay. in our relationships. Yeah. And so uh, you got a ball there. Yeah, and I, so I added extra after Kristen flung it last or Would missed you? it last yeah, week. I did yeah, add extra I did. on so that we don't side. Have to go I'll try <laughs> it. Well, Would you like to serve? No. 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 All right. Okay. All right. These guys I'm are ready. I We're practice. ready. Okay. Come on, Alec. Let's Every do it. week. 
Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was on for his the blind. side of the line. It no, was I, not my fault. I hit it off the board, so it was your point. You did <laughs> good. You did it. You did good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Nice. <laughs> All right. So we want to talk a little bit about yeah. in this as we're going forward. <laughs> I got we're having it. trouble I got today. I practice I every week with the Notice who kids. practiced. Yeah. And I'm very bad. <laughs> okay, one to one. There we go. Yep, here we go. We're not really keeping score. No. So, yeah, last week we talked about the exchange, you guys, and what was some things that stood out to you? Yeah, I re one thing that really stood out to me is really when you guys were talking about taking everything through a uh, filter, how we filter Woo! what people say. <laughs> My bad. You didn't, you didn't win that. I didn't win that. I know. No, I know. you, okay. you okay. definitely. Okay. Oh, you got excited. My celebration is up here. My anger is down here. <laughs> mm. We're not keeping, we're really not. Okay, so, so, never mind. So, Alec, you are on your point. Let's get to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how we can filter things that people say, things that um, people do all through, you know, our emotions and taking time to really <laughs> filter past the emotions and get to the root of, you know, what is actually being said or done there and why am I angry? Why am I hurt? Yeah. Why am I sad? All yeah. those kinds of things. Absolutely. It's the filter of our heart. Yeah. It really is. It Julia, really is. what about you? I think the, p the entire point about friendship, it was so good for us because we were friends for about eight years before we even started dating and grew up together. And now it's fun as a transition from husband and wife. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's enough of that. Uh, from husband and wife <laughs> to still be friends. That's the transition. And, and the importance of keeping it and realizing I have to love my friend Alec as much as I love my husband Alec. Oh, that's so good. That's good. Even that's though sometimes yeah. I like them differently. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Good I'm point. Do tell. Good point. Well, Those are yeah, great You points. can laugh. Yeah. If you missed the message last week, we invite you to check us really out good. online. So join us. Um, on the YouTube page, right. on our app, uh, my ELC app, and you can listen to it there. Yeah. Yeah. Encourage you to do that. Yeah, so I think it's so good to know in a healthy exchange, you got to keep it going. Even when you drop it, even when your spouse drops it, the other team drops it, you got to keep that exchange going because that's what it means to be healthy. There's a lot of relationships, they just let it drop and fall right there. Mm -hmm. They don't pick it back up again. Right. We're called to pick it back up again because as believers, we're called to reconciliation. Amen? And so we need to know that. So yeah. I think it's so, so good we're today. Gonna, we're going to have a little fun. Yeah. You know, we invited Alec and Julia. We think the world of you guys. Um, they are going to let them introduce themselves. But just hear it from us. We love you guys. And we yeah, just we give you the big stamp of endorsement. Not that you need it from us, but we love you. And we think the world of you guys are impressive in every way. So tell everybody you. who you are, what you do here. Yeah. Oh, me first. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, so I'm Julia. I'm the youth pastor here. Um, I'm about to start year three next month. Wow, year three. Uh, wow. We're about to start year three. So if you have any kids in sixth to twelfth grade, they're with me um, on Wednesday nights. And if they're not with me on Wednesday nights, they should be with me on Wednesday nights. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, so we've you, you introduce yourself. <laughs> and then I'm Alec. I'm Julia's husband, and I'm the associate worship director here at Abundant Life. So super excited to take on that with Carla and the whole team. It's been an incredible journey. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, I do just want to give honor where honor is due, Pastor John and Kristen. You all have been so great to us. You know, we are products of this house. Julie and I, we both grew up here. We both, you know, went to Crave for pretty much 
all the years, sixth to twelfth grade, yeah. uh, went off to yeah. college, came back, and yeah. we're so thrilled to be on this staff and on this team serving with you guys. Yeah. So yeah. good. Homegrown. That's yeah. Yeah. It really is. Homegrown. Yeah. That's always yeah. like a fun little part of our story is we get to tell people like we pastored the youth group that we met in. Yeah. Which is Aww. like oh, yeah. wow. so cute. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's really and, and awesome. And there's benefits to that. You know, we yeah. knew everything about each other before we started dating. Yeah. So yeah. That's good. We knew what we were getting yeah. into. We um, did, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so in honor of Valentine's Week, we thought it would just be a little bit fun to um, start the conversation with a, a fun question that's just totally non-spiritual, but it's just fun. Um, what's one, um, nope, never mind. Nope, that's, I'm there. Um, oh, your biggest date fail. Ooh. Yeah, you share okay. with us your biggest date fail fail and so it can be with each other or with yes mm-hmm. we yeah. did anyway. date other people before each other <gasps> you <me>. what <laughs> <laughs> this is just kidding <laughs> i know your ex-girlfriends um, whoa <laughs> i'm just kidding we'll talk about that later uh so i couldn't actually think of like a really bad date between us it's okay if you have one i personally couldn't um and so i had a date in college that i didn't know was a date and okay. it was right after like oh, a yeah. very bad breakup for me. And this guy who was friends with my roommate, he was like, hey, like you're going through a rough time. We were friends. So I was like, yeah, it's cool. He was like, let's go watch a movie. And <laughs> it was a weird movie anyways. And I told him, I was like, that's fine. But I just, I want you to know like my boundary. This is not a date. I'm not ready for that. He's like, that's fine. That's fine. And so the entire time he just, you're me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's sliding over. You smell really nice tonight. Oh, gosh. He really made this move. I'm really enjoying this movie. Shot is shot. <laughs> oh, no. But you oh. have to keep your hand in a fist. Oh, and he held okay. my fist because <laughs> I wouldn't hold his hand. And I called my oh. friend to come get me. Oh, my. Um, oh, I did get free dinner. But other than that. Fair. That was free dinner is always a good thing. Oh, my word. Yeah, Oddly enough. You did make it clear. Yeah. So yeah, it was shame on him. So. Oddly enough. I couldn't think of like a big date fail, but I remember one I just felt really bad. And this was one that we went to. And strangely enough, it was at a movie. Uh, we had went to go see this movie. It was the Elvis movie that came out this year. Had anyone seen that? You know, it was so long. (laughs) So I did not know that the movie was so long. I was excited because, you know, I like that historical side. I love, you know, Elvis. I love old rock and roll. So it was cool to just go see that. Julia, on the other hand, was like, when is this going to end? It was How so long <laughs> is this movie? <laughs> 12 hours. 12. Yep, the full 12. Longer than Titanic. Gonna get, I'm never going to get that back from my life. Yes. Wow. So th- we True. basically witnessed the entirety of Elvis's life. In yeah. <laughs> I ran out of popcorn. That's why it went, <laughs> it went south. Yeah, that is true. Once he ran out of the food, because we went to the Alamo and they yeah. have the good food. So, yeah. But that was probably the one that came to mind the most, most recently. recently. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big flop. Do you guys oh, have any? Well, I'll keep mine short, but it was when I was uh, a teenager, and I invited this um, guy over to my house, and it was the old landlines of the phones, so the the phone was on the wall, and um, I was talking on the phone, and I had just come out of the bathroom, and I had shorts on, and I felt something brush on my leg, and um, Mm. I had toilet paper sticking out of my shorts, (laughs) and my back's to him, and I'm on the phone, and then I'm like, oh, no. So needless to say, no second date there. (laughs) No second date. (laughs) It's a big deterrent, I guess. that was awful. Yeah. Wow. For me, I would say, so yeah, in college, you know, some of you know our story. I wanted to go out with Kristen so bad, but she didn't want to go out with me. 
And so I can't imagine why. I just now I'm like, <coughs> wow, what was wrong with me? Anyway, I know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> anyways, they yeah. So I asked her out. She says, no, no, on a date. And in, in the middle of the week, I said, hey, can let's go out. And she goes, no, no, no. She goes, you know, I already have plans. And so um, my buddies felt so bad for me at college, Bible college, that they said, hey, let's go out. And so I know we were going to eat pie because in Minnesota there's Baker's Square Pie. There's some yeah. good stuff there. So yeah, let's go. Pie is happy food, right? Let's go. Amen. You know, and you want to go. And so we're, we're on the interstate heading north away from the college, and we're heading out. And um, my buddy said, um, you know, Kristen said she couldn't go out with you. And I said, no. And they said, uh, she's in that car right next to us with a guy. That truly did happen. Ouch. And I literally got as low as I could <laughs> on the floorboard because I was like, I don't even want her to see me. What's the likelihood of that happening? Seriously. I mean, in, in it's Minneapolis. In I Minneapolis, mean, <laughs> right. Yeah, so, but, and he didn't even tell me that until like years later. So <laughs> that's I, true. Yeah, but anyways, nice. but the rest is history. Yeah. We're yeah, together now. So Had some good dates yes. after that. Yay. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, in this, uh, it's fun to talk about our expectations because, you know, expectations in relationships are everything, yeah. aren't they? And so um, we all have them, yeah. not only in relationships, but in all of our life. But yeah. we base our expectations in our life on personal experiences, understanding, often that begin in our childhood, that they're there. So unmet expectations are the number one issue in relationships. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I read that mm -hmm. th this week. National Survey in Marriage in America says 45% of divorce respondents said unrealistic expectations contributed to their marriage ending. Wow. wow. Almost half wow. of people yeah. because of unmet and unrealistic expectations. So we don't talk about that today. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So here, let's start the conversation. So Alec and Julia, you know, when it comes to relationships and expectations in relationships, what would you say are just some good ground rules that you guys have learned? Yeah, I think, I think, and this goes for any relationship. So if you're like single and you're not dating or you're not engaged, or you're not married, and maybe that's not right. even for you. This goes for your friendships. Yes. This goes for your familial relationships. Yeah. Like, please just keep that in mind. Yeah. Like, the stuff that we're talking about mm -hmm. today isn't just for the married people. It's it's for everybody. Right. Um, and I think with relationships and expectations, you can't have proper expectations without healthy communication mm -hmm. between two yeah. people. Yeah. And something I see a lot is a wife or a husband will get upset with their partner for not doing what they wanted them to do. And I ask, did you do? Did you tell them what you wanted? Mm. No. How are they supposed know. to know? Yeah. How? How <laughs> right. would they know? And I'm also guilty of that because sometimes, <laughs> like, Alec will be like, do you want me to do this? And I'll just be like, the wavelength, do you get it or no? And <laughs> if I'm, like, not telling you, if I'm not having that communication with you, I can't hold you responsible to any expectations I have for you or vice versa. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And communication has really done a lot even in our first year and a half of marriage just learning how to talk to each other learning how to like read each other you know we want to vibe well together i guess would be like the sure. uh young terms but i even think of a um, healthy and honest communication is really key to uh maintaining expectations because it brings both of the parties in 
You know, right. it can't just be a one person show for the whole marriage because that person's just going to get run down, burnt out. And it's no wonder that 45 percent, you said, mm-hmm. of the divorces in America are unmet expectations. Wow. Yeah. I wonder of that percent how many weren't even spoken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really it's do. True. And then, you know, it even says in scripture in Matthew 18. Uh, I don't know if I have it. No, it's probably OK. But it's when Jesus is talking about if a brother has sinned against you or if something has offended mm-hmm. you, bring it up to them. Yeah. yeah. And right. if their heart is changed, you have won them over. And the same goes to marriage. If Julia did something to hurt me, upset me, make me sad, angry, trigger those emotions, I should bring it up to her because I love her enough to share this honest love and truth with her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Communication is so huge. And you're right. It's not just a marriage thing. It's just a people relationship yeah. thing. If you mm-hmm. are upset and, you know, come to, you know, say you come to me and share with me, the first question I'm going to ask you, have you went and talked to that person? Mm-hmm. Because that yeah. is biblical. Right. And we need to be able to have those conversations because nine times out of the ten, it's a misunderstanding. It's cleared up. And then you can move on right. really better. Right. right. Communication's huge. I Abs- love that. Good absolutely. Job. And there's a podcast that we listen to called Leadership Lean In, and he talks about confrontation as a whole. Because I think a big reason why people don't want to bring up expectations is because they might be afraid of confrontation as a whole. Yeah. But his quote mm-hmm. that he says all the time is confrontation brings clarity. Yeah. Confrontation always yeah. gets this negative connotation yeah. to yeah. it, but sometimes confrontation is just bringing it up and talking yeah. it through. He rebranded them as clarifying conversations. Clarifying yeah. conversations. So That's is. good. Sometimes I love that. you have to like break those walls yeah. down for communication. Yeah. And I know last week you guys talked about like mm-hmm. yeah. how you process differently mm-hmm. and we process very differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm very like internal or mm-hmm. like personal and Alec is not. Uh, and that's great, and I love it. Talk it out. <laughs> Talk it out. And, and understanding, okay, how can we create this safe space where I feel anxious right now, but you feel anxious if we don't talk about it? Yeah. So can we take a break? Can, can we go on a drive? Can we go on a walk? Like something mm. that will fuel that communication to feel safe, even if the topic doesn't. Yeah, yeah. that's good. good. Love that. That's really good. That's great. And that's right. oh we had one more ground rule. Yes. Is that um, expectations should be fluid. Because yes. Life changes. I mean, we don't have kids. We have a dog, and we have, like, 70 students. (laughs) And so, (laughs) like, we have to have different expectations of each other now than we did when we were dating or than we did when we were friends, and we'll have different expectations when we are parents. And I'm sure, like, you guys are grandparents now. You probably have different expectations of yourself and of your kids. Yeah, absolutely. You know, drop everything for Shepard. Guys, Pastor Ben is back. Ben is Sorry, back. Yay. He's um, off a of paternity leave. <laughs> He's back. Yeah. So yep. I just think if you understand your expectations should change in your different seasons, it sets you up for success. Yeah. Of, okay. Like we're going into something new. What do we need to set now? Yeah. That's so good. So good. So good. So what are and are not realistic expectations you found after your first year of marriage? I think you started it off. Yeah, we'll start with the realistic ones. Okay, so I think for me, realistic expectations are each of us doing our part and knowing ourselves as our own people. Um, Mm. We are both very stubborn and (laughs) strong-headed and uh, strong-willed people. And Mm. this weekend at EXO, I loved Dan Leanne said, um, marriage is the miracle where one plus one equals one. And it's not half plus half equals one. It's not one plus one equals two. It's we are in holy covenant together, but I I am my full self and you are your full self. 
and I look to Jesus to complete me, not to you to complete me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We complement each other, and it's beautiful, and it's amazing, and you fill in a lot of gaps that I have because I'm a mess of a person and vice versa, <laughs> and you cover my blind spots, but I have to be my whole self. I can't look to you for my identity. Um, I have to look for cr- to Christ for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and I loved that illustration we were up there, or not up there, down here for XL. It was incredible. And uh, mm-hmm. I even get um, a realistic expectation is knowing how each other, like how to meet the other person's needs. It yeah. could be physically, it could be emotionally, uh, you know, in the context right. of marriage, sexually, sure, why not? But, you know, uh, the good resource for that is, you know, the five love languages by Gary Chapman. Yeah. Uh, and I believe those languages are. Great uh, resource. Yeah, it yeah. really yeah. is. If, if you, you yeah. don't know, you should know and know that they will probably change throughout time. Yeah, the Absolutely. book is called Five, five love, love Languages, languages right? Yep, yes, Five Love Chapman. Languages by great Gary Chapman. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and I think those love languages, they're words of affirmation, mm-hmm. physical touch, quality time, acts of service, and then giving gifts. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I love quality time and I love words. Like if you can you can tell me that I did a great job or like, man, you're doing awesome this week, and I'll ride that for the entire rest of the week. Like that'll make my whole day. Whereas Julia, she's a gifts person and she's a quality time person. So your her time joke. And your money. Yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) And then she just tells me good job and I'm good. (laughs) But we had to like learn that. Absolutely. It was really hard in the beginning because you would always try to tell me nice things and I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, you'd be like, words are cheap. (laughs) Where's the gifts? Where's the chocolate? Words are not cheap. Words are not cheap. (laughs) She wouldn't say that, no. But a vanilla cream cold brew from Starbucks costs $5. Mm. (laughs) I learned. I did learn. Love language. It really is. And and it's hard when, like, what I receive is not what what you receive. And so I had to learn how to give what you need. Yes, yes. Because I think our hearts are naturally inclined to give out what we want. So because I wanted to hear positive words of affirmation i would always want to give words of like so i'm always going around people great job man you did such a good job on the worship set today or like when we're at crave i'm like what's up oh you killed your test high five all that kind of stuff whereas with julia i can be like hey good job (laughs) she'd be like that that means nothing to me but if i got her a coffee or if i you know spent time with her after she's had a long week absolutely you're meeting the need absolutely that you have in each other it's yeah. so important. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah, realistic, unrealistic expectations. After we've been married for 30 years, I feel like we've learned a thing or two about those. But yep. I think the reality for me, the realistic, is you will disappoint me and I will disappoint you. And it's, it's grace. Mm. It's a work in progress to mm-hmm. just continue, continually working on that. Because I think when um, I was first married and we were first together, you were my knight in shining armor. And, yep. and, um, and we had to learn this along the way. Yeah, is, we did. Is you're human, I'm human, and we're growing together. So learn to... Um, learn how to forgive well, learn yep, grace, grace well. The One of the quotes I love is, marriage is two imperfect people who refuse to give up on each other. Mm. And that's really the reality. That really is. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, mm. I'd say for me on that is coming to realization after 30 years and knowing this throughout is that um, your spouse doesn't complete you. And a lot of people think that's the case, but you're only complete. Like a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Yeah. And I think... Um, only Jesus can do that. Mm-hmm. Now, right. now your spouse can compliment you, yeah. but they can't complete you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, they're with you, they're alongside of you, and you know, in this, we all have expectations, but we shouldn't allow those to derail our relationships. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, our marriages, that's for sure. And I think as we're saying, you need to identify in your life, in every exchange, in every relationship, you need to identify realistic and unrealistic expectations because it will help you. It will help your marriage. It will help if you're engaged. It will help if you're dating. It will help just in your relationship with your friends that are around you. So we want to shift now and move over to this this really important topic we want to get to today, an area that's so important we want to talk about next is purity. And uh, we want to point out the scripture verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 where Paul takes this deep soul dimension for sexual immorality and he expands on it in verse 13. This is what he says. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. And what he's saying here, sexual morality here means any sex outside of a relationship between a man and a woman who are married. Our bodies, he says in this, are so much more than just biological machines. Okay? And so, like Jesus pointed out in Matthew chapter 19, our bodies are vehicles for our soul souls that were created in the image of God. Souls created to know God and to know others like God knows them. So we want to talk about that today. Yeah, we're going to talk about purity. And so it wasn't too terribly long ago. You guys have been married a year and a half now that um, you were single adults. um, And, you know, you work with teenagers. So you know all about purity there. So what's it like to be, to um, look like purity as a single adult? Let's talk about that. Yeah. You want me to go ahead? Yeah, you go. Yeah. Well, I think speaking as, you know, who was a young single man, I think the first thought that comes to mind when you talk about purity is uh, staying away from sexual immorality. But I think that there really is more to it than just that sexual part because it is how am I thinking throughout the day? What am I speaking throughout today? Are my thoughts pure? Is my speech pure? Is my heart pure? Because ultimately, um, if it's not pure in my heart, how I'm going to act is probably not going to be pure. When I think of purity, I think of, you know, a clear glass and impurity. That's really where it starts to like it starts to fog up in some places or there's a spot here and it's blocking out this image of what God created to be so beautiful and what he contended for it to be pure and righteous. But if I'm looking at it with impure thoughts, if I'm lusting or if I'm thinking about other things, then I might be looking at it through a distorted kind of filter. Mm. And I think going along with that is purity biblically specifically is defined as being sinless and Mm. we're never going to meet that expectation which is why we need Jesus but I have to view purity in more areas than just what we often think of in sexuality Um, purity for me it starts with my mind and it starts with my heart like Alec is saying um, I may be chaste but am I pure I may be holding myself to a standard sexually in relationships, but am I gossiping about people? Am I speaking ill about people? Am I thinking mean things about people? Am I excited to like trash talk with my friends or like debrief? Like that's Mm. not having a pure heart. Mm -hmm. Am I thinking with anger more than I'm thinking with love? That's not having a pure mind. And God calls us to live in purity more than just sexually. Um, You know, even Jesus in the Beatitudes, he says, blessed are the pure of heart. Mm. The pure of heart. That means that my heart is sinless when the Lord looks at it. That means that I'm not harboring things against my neighbor. I'm not I'm not taking things of Mm. offense against my spouse. I'm not holding resentment in my heart or I'm not looking at things through that foggy lens, which will distort God's reality and truth for us. And God expects purity in more than our more than just our sexuality. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. um, Absolutely. I think like. 
you know, I was on the tail end of like the 90s purity culture, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. and, and the church overall, not this church, this church is amazing. I love this <laughs> church. But the church overall did a bad job about teaching what purity actually is, where we pushed more, put more pressure on abstinence than we did on holiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. it's true. And it and it caused purity to then either be one of two things in, in my eyes. It either caused it to lead to sneakiness or it caused it to lead to shame. Mm-hmm. And that is not God's design for us when no. we live a pure life, when we, we're supposed to have purity. And I have so many friends. And because we all have this mindset of yeah. don't have sex until you're married. Yeah. Sex is a sin. Don't want your husband until he's your husband. Don't do this. Don't do that. Um, God made us to be one. What does Genesis say? It says be fruitful, multiply. There's only one way to do that. Yeah. Um, right. Than my own. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. I thought we needed some comic relief. <laughs> But I had so many friends who got married right after college and lived in this mindset of, mm-hmm. I'm not supposed yeah. to have these feelings. It's not pure yeah. to have these feelings. Um, right. Uh, it's not pure to have these desires that God created us to have. The actions. Yes. Yeah. Louder. Remind. Be rem- yeah. Remember that. Yeah. And so all of a sudden on their wedding night, they're in shambles. Yeah. Because sure. they're supposed to just flip a switch yeah. of sex is a sin to now sex is holy. And it's like, how do you right. do that without teaching it? And, and you have to be reminded, purity is holiness. Purity is living sinless before the Lord. So that means whatever I'm dealing with, that's impure. And you can deal with impurity after 30 years of marriage just as easily as you can after one year of marriage. Right. Yeah, because what does purity look like after 30 years of marriage? Well, you know, I thought once we were married, purity would be a subject we didn't even touch anymore. Like, it's it's all good now, right? Because yeah. we can have sex. And um, right. it's just, you know, wouldn't be a struggle. But really, um, purity, you are guys are exactly right. It includes so much more than sex. It invo- involves your mind, your body, your heart. I love this quote here. It says, purity is devoting your whole heart to your spouse and not allowing anything or anyone mm. to infiltrate that sacred space. Yeah. I love that. So, yeah, 30 years in, um, are we still walking out purity? Absolutely. We're walking out purity. It looks different. Um, There's, you know, things we've had to work through. We haven't done it perfectly, but things, boundaries are a huge thing in keeping pure um, in our marriage and throughout our marriage. Yeah, our boundaries with Mm -hmm. the opposite sex Mm -hmm. and how we go about that, you know, and even right here in our own offices, keeping our door open when the opposite sex is in our office, having a meeting um, in a vehicle, you know, the opposite sex. We're not going to ride alone with the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. Just things like that. You got to put those boundaries in little by little by little in your heart. You got to guard yourself. You got to be careful. Yeah. Right, in the day we live, for that's sure. That's right. And, you know, for you, that might sound extreme, and maybe that's not your standard, and that's okay. For us, this is what works. Right. Um, yeah. Text messages. We're an open book to each other. I don't private text message another man. Um, it doesn't yeah. matter who it is unless it's work-related, and then I let him know. And he's yeah. always free to look at my phone, always. Yeah. I always get flags when Vice couples versa. say, no, my phone is my business and my property. Um, that's right. a flag. That's a, that's a flag that's to a me. That's a problem. Um, here's the thing is the Bible says this, uh, Proverbs 4 23 it says above all else guard your heart because everything you do is going to flow through it so if we really Mm -hmm. are one we have one heart and we've got to guard it and we're fierce about it we really are because here's the thing the enemy how many uh, especially people in ministry and pastors have you seen take the fall 
you right. know, we have to constantly be on guard. And so yeah. our boundaries might sound a little extreme to you, but we're serious about keeping our marriage pure. That's one way we do is just by right. keeping really healthy boundaries, um, even through emails, um, text messages, um, yeah. uh, messaging through Facebook. I mean, these are all downfalls as we sit with couples and we talk with them. That mm -hmm. is where the enemy creeps in. So we're not going to give him room. We're no. saying, you know what, we're going to just shut that door and, and not give him That's space. Right. Because right. any one of us is not exempt from a downward spiral in That's an exactly instant. Yeah. That's and exactly so we've got to be fierce about it. So um, I'd say another yeah. thing in looking at this is this the area of a fire in our house is really good in the fireplace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the passion and the fire, mm -hmm. that fire outside of that mm -hmm. is a problem. Yeah. yeah, it's dangerous. And it's very it dangerous and it's destructive. Yeah. And that's what you got to be reminded of. God's mm -hmm. given you and I sex for a reason, right, mm -hmm. inside the boundaries of the marriage yeah. relationship. Yeah and, yeah, and then the other thing, how do we keep purity in our marriage is we want to make sure each other's satisfied. I yeah. want John to be, uh, I'm the only one who can fill, fill that need in his life. Right. And so I want to fulfill that. And yeah. so there might be times where I'm not um, in the mood or I just, you know, hey, get there. <laughs> you know, you are meeting a need. And I don't want him going elsewhere for that need. And, and I don't yeah. say that harshly. I, say, I mean, obviously, there's times when it's just not the right time. But sure. I'm just saying, we have to serve one another in this area. Yeah. We have to right. make sure we are fulfilled in this area. And if we're not, we need to talk about it. Yeah. You know, as women in general, I feel like us women are a little more conservative of what happens in the bedroom than the men. And um, it's just our nature, and that's okay. Talk about it. Yeah. And if you guys are in talk agreement, it. this is something you want to enjoy. It's a gift from God. And that shame you were talking about, it took me seven years into our marriage to really see marriage as a gift from or, um Sex is a yeah. gift from God yeah. because it was for procreation. It was for, you know, mm -hmm. we, when we didn't want to get pregnant or when we did. Um, and it was that. But then something clicked where, and I have some baggage that I brought into my marriage with um, where sex was distorted for me. So I had some healing I needed to be done. And right. so that might be a, something you want to talk about in your marriage or yeah. with a counselor. Um, but, yeah, we had to get through some of those mm -hmm. hurdles. But, yeah, sex is a gift. And um, if that's something you can't see... Um, Get some, get talk to someone. Yeah. Talk to, we're always an open door to talk to. We're very open about this um, because we want you to enjoy it. The enemy will rob you in this area if you're right. not careful. Yep. This should be your person. That yep. you, you should have your own person. Hey, keep <laughs> yeah, like Kristen says, yeah. keep the communication open I with your spouse on sex. That's really important. That communication needs to be there back and forth. I mean, I know years back, I wasn't feeling well. I said, girl, let's get it on. She goes, you told me you were sick. I said, yeah, I said I was sick, not dead. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Don't misread the situation, but you got to yeah. put it out there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Communicate. Yeah. Sure. Communicate. We communicate. can't read each other's minds. No, no, and no. So this is an area where, you know, like I said, yeah, it's worth pushing through. It's worth yeah. figuring out, okay, if there's a problem, let's fix it. So let's yeah. quickly move to, because our time is limited, mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. is the, some difficult exchanges you guys have had um, in your first year? I think uh, <laughs> so many. No, I think the two, <laughs> no, our first year of marriage, we were actually really, really blessed like we faced a lot of hardship like on the work end and like other stuff but maritally it was a plus um mm -hmm. i think the hardest things for us and not just for newlyweds but for anybody to talk about our intimacy and finance mm. yeah sex and Two money the downfall subjects. of the world but also yeah. things god calls us to steward well 
Um, yeah. I know for me, intimacy was really hard because Alec was working at four o'clock in the morning yeah. and falling asleep at like 8.30 at night on the couch. On the I couch. I like never <laughs> even made it to the bed. <laughs> never even made it. He took a little appetizer before bed. That's what they call it. Absolutely. Like an, yeah, any, okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's a meme. Yeah. Um, and so for me, that's hard because I'm a night owl and I'm like, oh, we're newlyweds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. So not only was I not waking up to my husband because I'm not getting up at four o'clock in the morning, but I'm not even falling asleep next to my husband. And so it's like not just sexual intimacy that I was craving, mm. but it's the emotional like, yeah. do you see me? Do you care about me? And it ha- we had a lot of conversations of how do we fix this? How do we work through this? Yeah. Well, I mean, it felt like we were never on the same page. Yeah. And as a couple, as specifically as a married couple, you need that. You need, you know, there are going to be seasons where you're not on the same page. There are going to be seasons where you're trying to find that rhythm. And obviously when you're first married, your whole time is trying to find that rhythm of what does a healthy marriage look like? And I know even like a difficult exchange for us was finances, because for me, I was not the breadwinner. You know, I was working at Starbucks and Starbucks did a great job, but Julia made more money than me. And for me, an expectation that I always had grown up was the man, the husband had to provide. And what happens when your wife is making more money than you? Like it was a, it was a weird place to be. And so Julie and I, we would talk that through what do finances look like? And sometimes we were on the same page. Sometimes we weren't. And it was still just this constant, like it would cause these tiny little arguments where sometimes we would hold it in and it would become one big one, or we would just kind of like bicker at each other over little things. And that was a place that we never wanted to get to again. Yeah, those are two hot topics for sure. And we are already out of time, I tell you. Um, One quick question I want to just end this with is, um, what's one thing you know now you wish you'd known then? Um, Marriage is the most sacrificial love you will ever experience Mm. other than the Lord. Uh, I remember, like, coming back from our honeymoon and (laughs) just being like, I can't do what I want to do because I'm going to sacrifice so that we can do what you want to do together and, like, both of us compromising. Mm. And it, I remember, like, sitting in the kitchen being like, this is how Jesus loves me. Mm-hmm. Like, this sacrifice, the willingness yeah. to give up what he had so that I could flourish. Yeah. And I think that's what our marriages need. They need us to be sacrificial so that they can flourish with both of us together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one thing that I had kind of, uh, one thing that I wish I knew when we first started is that it's not a 50-50. It's a 100-100. You have to give your all and you have to pursue Jesus together. You have to give everything you have as a couple, as a a husband and wife, because if you're just giving halfway, where's that other half going to? Yeah. Are you giving it to someone else? Are you giving it to something else? You know, but if I'm giving my all to Julia and to Jesus, then I have nothing else to give. That's good. So good. So good. Well, one thing I wish I knew then that I know now is it gets better. (laughs) It gets better. Uh, The kids get better. Sex gets better. Intimacy gets better. The finances get better. It all gets better. And, you know, marriage takes a lot of effort. Yeah, it really does. does. Yeah, you know, at EXO Conference, they talked <laughs> about sometimes we say marriage is hard, and it is. But when things are hard, we don't want to do them anymore. We want to quit. But when mm. we say marriage is work, <laughs> even when we work, work can be fun, right? And we know we have yeah. to work. So changing that language to marriage is work. And um, it sure is. But yeah. that's, that's the biggest thing. And, you know, water your own grass. The grass looks greener on the other side of the fence. I'm telling you, it's not. It's a septic lake. You need to water <laughs> your Bunch own grass. Tend true. to your own grass. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say good things take time. Yeah. And um, it's over the years that you really witness the faithfulness of God. 
you know, some people don't hang in it long enough to see the faithful hand of God all the way through it. And you look back and you see God's hand was with us. He was faithful then. He's faithful now. And we learn and experience that together over the long haul. You know, another thing is, we've said this before, Kristen and I, starting off in our marriage, we didn't pray with one another every morning. We do now. But we wish we would have done that. And I, I want to encourage those of you uh, that are married that you would pray together. If it can't be in the morning, then let it be at night together. And it doesn't need to be some long, drawn-out prayer. It's simple where you're hearing each other pray and you're hearing faith because that builds intimacy. Yeah. Intimacy. You're praying and encouraging each other that yeah. we so need so very much. And so as we bring this down, we want to pray here. But just rem remind you, in what we're going through, we're talking about, these are a lot of difficult subjects, but they're also good to see God's hand in our marriages, in our relationships, that God is faithful. And it's about his grace. It's not about law. That God's grace is here to forgive us, to set us free, that there shouldn't be any shame in Christ Jesus. Amen? That at this moment, right now, maybe there's just something that tugged upon your heart. You can make it right with the Lord right now. Maybe um, if you're not married, make a, yet make a promise to wait to have sex, right? Um, get somebody on board with you. Hold you accountable. Um, if you're engaged and you are in a, a sexual relationship, you know what? Repent and get forgiveness. You can do that with, before him. Um, make a new start. Maybe it's finding somebody, a counselor, to help you along in this journey. Um, and uh, maybe there's been abuse in your life. Um, we'd love to pray for you. After the service is done today, we'd love to pray for you on any of these needs. We'll be here to pray down front. But it's to maybe go forward and get the help that's needed if you've been in an abuse uh, situation. So let's just pray and ask God. Father, let's pray right now, Lord, as we come together. Marriage is in relationships are your idea and so lord as we come we lay them before you, Thank you we realize that uh, we are full of imperfections mm -hmm. i pray even now you begin to heal our relationships heal those that are in this room and the sound of my voice that are going through difficulties now maybe unrealistic expectations lord i pray that you would bring healing to those that are going through difficulties in their marriage difficulties Lord, with their friends, difficulties with those they work with. God, I pray that you would bring healing. Bring healing, Lord, to those that feel shame and guilt. Those are the heaviest things that we carry in our life. Lord, we come, we ask you for forgiveness of our sins, and you're faithful and just to forgive us. So, Lord, thank you for the freedom that we sang about today that is ours through Jesus Christ. Father, I pray this in your mighty name, we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to get in touch or would like more resources on how to live a successful Christian life, you can always find us at myabundantlife.com. Have a blessed week.